1: You are listening to the Fly the W 670 podcast. It's season two. It's episode 47, Cubs error in England, costly. Don't forget to download, review, and most importantly, subscribe to the podcast. Follow us on the socials, Fly the W 670 on Twitter, Instagram, Fly the W, of course, on Facebook. Email us, Fly the W 670 at gmail.com. Crowley, how are you? Good Monday morning to you.
3: I got to tell you, you know, I, I don't mean to be negative, but there sometimes there certain Cub losses that just hit me different. And, you know, the Cubs have been doing really good lately and the London series looked like a blast. But that game yesterday really chipped my hide.
1: Yeah, that was a tough one. I was following it on uh, social media, doing the best I could with the app. I am actually down in Orlando visiting Mickey Mouse right now. Um, so did not get to watch the TV portion of it, but uh, saw that uh, Trey Mancini had a, uh, a rough afternoon after the Cubs uh, got up early. But let's uh, I, I get it. But let's uh, let's get into the first game because that game was much more
3: happy than the uh, than the second game. No doubt about that. I mean, I, 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 you know, we talked to Mike Ivory from uh, UK Cub fans, and there were a lot of people that I knew that were out there. And I was kind of asking, what's the vibe? And it, they're like, man, it's just like a Cubs party out here. It's a Cubs carnival. And you could tell on the TV and everything. It, it was, it was fun. And the Cubs made it fun right away. The Cubs absolutely crushed game one. So this was the game I was nervous about. And, you know, Justin Steele was just back from his second start from the IL. Adam Wainwright is a guy that, you know, traditionally has given the Cubs fits. But, you know, what I saw from Justin Steele was exactly what I wanted to see, which was it looked like he took the next step forward from the IL. Went six innings pitched, He gave a five hits, one run, one walk, and struck out a season-high eight batters. He had a no-hitter going through the first four innings and then he struck out the last three batters he faced, so the bullpen of Meriwether, Fulmer, and K closed it out without giving out a run. But glad to see the Cubs, uh, you know, Steele starting to get back to how he was pitching before going on the IL. The Cubs' nine to one victory over St. Louis marked the Cubs' 32nd game in which they allowed two or fewer runs. That's tied for second most in the majors, behind only the Tampa Bay Rays, which is the best team in baseball. And Chicago's 29 victories while allowing two or fewer runs are second most in the majors only behind, behind only Toronto, which is another great, you know, is a team that's kind of like the Cubs. It just doesn't seem like their record indicates how they've been playing. So, you know, the, the starting pitching has just been really phenomenal. And the Cubs have had a lot of games where the the pitching has shut it down.
1: Yeah. Justin Steele was great. Crowley worked himself into a lather, uh, saw the three strikeouts out since we were in the hotel at that point. That was awesome. Bullpen looked great. Um, but hey, you know, they scored nine runs. So the offense put on a little bit of a show
3: too, right? Oh man, that was, you know, just continuing where they left off from when they, uh, from the Pittsburgh series, they put on a show. How about Ian Happ? He hits two solo home runs. Dansby Swanson hit a two run blast. Morel was three for four on his, with an RBI on his birthday. Gomes two for four with an RBI, magical two for four for with an RBI. Cubs scored nine runs on fourteen hits, five for fourteen with runners in scoring position. And my favorite stat from this game, they had a season high nine two out hits. Love to see that.
1: Yeah, that's always huge. Always huge when you can score with two outs, no doubt about it. It's so much fun. I don't know what it is. I mean, I do know what it is. It just it's so enjoyable when you can put a beat down on the Cardinals, right?
3: Oh, and Ian Happ, he recorded his 11th career multi-homer effort and extended his franchise mark of most home runs by a switch hitter. He's had 111 career blasts, right? And the funny thing about this, you you talk about beating down the Cardinals, four of Happ's 11 multi-homer games have come against the Cardinals, three... Come came off Adam Wainwright and went off Michael Waka. But prior to going, this is Ian Happ. How about this? You know how Pat Hughes says, when you hit one, they come in bunches? Prior to going deep in his first two appearances in that game, Happ had one homer in his previous 42 games. Now, then all of a sudden, now he's just starting to rake. So that's fun. And talk about fun, you know. Christopher Morrell's slugging percentage just absolutely ridiculous since his debut which was against the Cardinals he's slugging 638 which is third in the majors behind Shohei Otani and the Rangers Corey Seager so his 13 home runs are tied for fourth and his 971 OPS is tied for seventh. so you know Morel's starting to cool down a little bit but he's been on one heck of a run So as we kind of take a look here at game two, this is kind of the one where I start to get a little bit irritated. (laughs) A little bit irritated. (laughs) Just a little bit here. We had it, uh, we originally had a different starting uh, uh, pitchers. You know, we talk about pitching probables and what we had originally ended up having to change. So I want to say, what was it? Uh, who was it? Who did they have? I want to say, was it Jordan Walker or either way? What ends up happening is that the uh, he ends up having issues with his hip. And so they had to switch it out and get a different pitcher to start it here. Let me see if I got that original probable. Yeah, that was Jack Flaherty that was supposed to start the game. He has a bad hip and so they get Matt Liberatore, and he is going to uh, start the game, and right away, I started to get a little bit nervous, just because it kind of throws thing off, and the Cubs lose this one seven to five, and it was a, it, it was a tale of two games, there was the first through the third innings, and then everything after that, and like I said, it was the game just looked like a continuation of the party the night before. The offense comes out in the first inning. Nico Horner reaches out a fielding error on Paul he would Nico would steal second. And then Gorman Nolan Gorman would be charged with an error on a missed catch. And with two outs, Dan B. Swanson would single, and the Cubs were up one nothing. Another two-out hit. Ian well, Happ would yeah. walk. Mm-hmm. Yep. Ian Happ would walk, and then Trey Mancini would double, scoring Swanson and Happ. Then Miguel Amaya would double to make it four to nothing. Um, but then the Cubs offense did their class, uh, classic vanishing act in the top of the third with one out. Ian Happ would walk. Matt Libertor was pulled, and Cody Bellinger was brought in to replace Trey Mancini. But w- let's kind of rewind here, right? You got the Cubs up 4 nothing in the first inning. Like I said, the Cubs fans are rocking the Olympic Stadium and all of that. You got Strowman on the mound. Everything's looking good. In the bottom of the first, Brandon Donovan hits a ball to Swanson. And if you watch the game, there was a couple of things about that turf. The ball was kind of a little bit bouncy, right? And so the, the play that Swanson makes is not the greatest, but it's something that totally should have been caught by Mancini. It wasn't that difficult of a catch, but he kind of botches it, right? So the error went on uh, Dansby, but to me, it really should have gone on Mancini. Uh, and then the other thing that, it, but, but luckily, Marcus Stroman makes a fantastic double play to end the inning. And the Cubs are still up 4-0, right? In the second, though, with two out, with, I'm sorry, with one out, the Cardinals hit back-to-back single, right? Stroman walks Jordan Walker, the red-hot rookie. And I, I wonder if that was partially intentional. He gets Paul Young to strike out swinging, right? You got two outs. Tommy Edmond hits a ball to Nico. And for some reason, uh, Trey Mancini starts going towards the ball like he wants to make the play. Then he realizes that Horner has it. So he tries to hustle back to make it back to first. And as the throw comes, he tries to catch it barehanded. He can't play make the play. And the Cardinals get their first run. That should have been the inning. Instead, Brandon Donovan would single, and the Cardinals would trim the Cubs' lead, four to three. It then was like he the, couldn't find first
1: base, Crawley. It was like he couldn't figure out how to go backwards and just get himself back to the bag. It was so. It, it looked. It looked like somebody who hadn't played baseball before. It was really. He just looked really clumsy on that play.
3: It was like three errors on one play. It was like right. <laughs> oh my gosh. It, it, it was the, initially he shouldn't even gone for that ball. Second, he should have made it to the bag. Like you said, his footwork just looked awful. And then third, trying to catch that barehanded. I have no idea what he was doing. Because if he had actually made the defensive play, if
1: he had actually fielded the ball himself, there would have been no way he would have been able to get the runner out at first base because of the way his momentum was carrying him. And it's not because Strowman wasn't going to be great as usual on defense. It's just, There was no way Mancini was going to get that ball, turn around, get in a proper position and be able to fire it off for whoever was covering
3: first, which in that case would have been Stroman. Right. And so it was was so frustrating. And all of a sudden, the Cardinals, who looked like a dead-ass team and their fans, which were sitting on their hands for the prior, you know, 12 innings. Now they're coming to life. And remember what I said on the last show about a movie villain, that if you let them, you know, come back and pop up, that's exactly what's going to happen. In the bottom of the third, Strowman gave up an RBI single to rookie Jordan Walker to tie the game. Then in the bottom of the fourth with one out, Tommy Edmonds singles. Stroh hits Brendan Donovan with a pitch. Paul Goldschmidt, well, Paul Goldschmidt, he singles. The Cardinals took a five to four lead. The trainer and Ross come out, and they they see Strowman kind of shaking his hand type thing, and that's it. He's out of the game. Luckily, only a blister, and it didn't pop. So uh, st- just so you know, Strowman's had a history of blisters. Um, so this is the first time it's happened as a cub. Uh, but 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 you know he's out of the game. Fulmer comes in. He gave up a sack fly to Lars Newt Bar to make it six to four.
1: Remember uh, during
3: the last episode, Crowley, I said I didn't want to hear that guy's name at all, Lars Newtbar. Yeah, I remember, it and then sure enough, and that made it six to four. And something that just irritated me—it just seemed like all of a sudden, one once Mancini's bad defensive play, a couple bad defensive plays, a lot of the team, it just they just all of a sudden looked like they lost their composure. Now this didn't come to cost them, but that sack fly by Newtbar, Ian Happ makes a catch on his heels, backing up. And for some reason, he throws home. It wasn't even close, and Goldschmidt advanced to second. Now Fulmer got the next batter out, but that's just poor fundamentals. Like you make the throw to second, you hadn't unless you're coming in on the ball. There was no way he was getting the, the runner out. So why would you let the runner advance? So that just blew my mind. You know what I mean? Yeah, there were some.
1: There were a lot of little um, fundamental plays, as you point out, that are really going to you know tick you off i guess the good news obviously we've already recapped game number one they won game number one so worst case scenario they're gonna you know get out of london with a split and it almost felt like they were almost um, relieved and willing to do that as this game progressed
3: i i just you know talking about that you know here's a base running play right top of the third there's one out ian hap walked matt libertor was pulled Cody Bellinger's brought in to replace Mancini. That had to happen. That was a benching. And then Cody Bellinger singled to put runners on first and second. But then Ross Pinch hit Talkman for Miguel Amaya. Miguel Amaya hit a double in earlier in the game. So Talkman hits it to second, right? So you got 2 outs. Talkman hits it or I'm sorry, you got 1 out. Talkman hits it to second. He would have beaten the, beat the throw to first, right? He's hustling. He, he makes it. But for some reason, Hap tried to score on this play. He was out by a mile. By a mile. Okay. Yep. A- One and it's, it's close. Like, yep. what that may as well have been you or me trying to score. Right. And it was like, what, what, who was that, Willie Harris? I didn't get a good camera angle on that. I don't know what happened, but it was like the dumbest play I ever seen. And then from the fourth through the seventh inning, the Cubs did not have a hit. Their only base runner came from a Christopher Morel walk in the fifth. Nico Horner hit a sack fly in the ninth to make it seven to five. I, I mean, and, and, and that's how it would end, but it was really, um, looking at it, just, just such a a frustrating offensive performance. They had, you know, five runs on seven hits, but, but I just looked at this, like one of those situations where, where they just kind of stopped hitting and, 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 you know, we've seen this with this team. How about this Dustin three for 12 with runners in scoring position?
1: Yeah, that's a that's that that's that's like a a, I'm down in Disney. That's like a Woody doll. You could have a Cubs doll and pull a string out of its back. Runners in scoring positions an issue. Runners in scoring positions an issue. Runners in scoring positions an issue. I mean, it's been rough. And, And another issue is Trey Mancini at first base, which I'm shocked. Let's take a look at that tweet. Can we Crowley?
3: Yeah, that's Jordan Bastion, uh, and he said, "I kind of let the game speed up, uh, speed me up there, and the game, the game is a hundred percent on me. I'm sorry to my teammates and all the fans because it's been such a great trip here. It would have been nice to get two wins, and I f- really feel very responsible for our loss." What do you take on that, Dustin?
1: Well, I, I like the fact that he's uh, man enough to put it out there. I don't know that that would have been the case. I think the and how I how is it. Is it irony? You know, I know you're so Cubs probably. I know you're like soul focused as Cubs, but you're, you're a decent music guy. I know you like your uh, Grateful Dead and some other, other bands out there, but they're in England. And remember the famous, I've got a blister on my finger, right? right, and, right and they're right. in London, right? And that's, and that's what does in um, Stroman. So, you know, Stroman only getting through where he got. I mean, that, that's going to – and I wonder if – listen, they, they won the first game in such grand fashion. I wonder if they, you know, had a really fun afternoon after winning that game evening in London. And then they got the early start. They know they got to come back. They got to get back on the field tomorrow. So maybe they just kind of were in uh, kind of relaxed mode, if you will.
3: I, 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 I but think I
1: appreciate Mancini. I appreciate Mancini. You know, facing the reporter, saying what he said. You know, Bastian getting it out to everybody. I, I think that's great.
3: Let, let, let's put it this way, though. And I don't know if you want to blame Ross or you want to blame Mancini, whoever, but but he has been a disaster at first base. This is the first, this is the most obvious time that it's cost them a game. And he went out there and called it. When you talk about Stroman, you know, the, the pitching staff really didn't, you know, give up too much after Stroman left, okay? It was a, like I said, you had the Cardinals dead on the ground and you let them up off the mat you, right. you said it hope. the other
1: day you know right about taking you know putting your foot on their neck and not letting them up you know something yeah. else Carly, i want to spin back at you about trey mancini for a second now he has had very sporadic um plate appearances of late and then you know mervis came up and that made those plate appearances even less And cody bellinger comes back and he's taking the majority of plays over at first base do you think that has something to do with it, or or are you ready to go with Bellinger at first and Talkman at center moving forward for the majority of the
3: time? Until I see something otherwise, I I really don't want to see Mancini doing anything other than pinch hit, and I I, I really felt that that was. Um, it just—I I talked about this on another podcast where I felt like you know I didn't watch a lot of Baltimore Orioles baseball. It was a bad product for many, many years. This is the first year they're looking good. I thought Trey Mancini would be serviceable as a first baseman. What this entire team was built upon was pitching and run prevention. And when you have a guy, we have been spoiled as Cub fans. We've had a tremendous amount of first basemen with good hands when you want to go back, obviously to Anthony Rizzo, whether you want to go to Derek Lee, whether you want to go to Mark grace, whether you want to go to Leon Durham, you can keep going back and back and Uh, you have a lot of, don't,
1: don't, don't go, you know, Leon Durham, unfortunately, Crowley, a lot of people have one memory of Leon Durham, one bad one of my age or younger. Okay. My age (laughs) or younger have that one, that one image on a, on a, I forget what day of the week it was, but uh, you know, a, a TV possibly rolled into your classroom. On uh, the old AV carts and a, and a ball going through somebody's legs, uh, in San Diego,
3: that was a, a Gatorade soaked glove. Unfortunately, but but point being, great history of great first baseman and and just watching, watching Mancini out there is like a butcher. It's 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 unwatchable. And I, I still have a qu- I think that Ross sometimes makes some managerial decisions that make me scratch my head. He ends up in this game when he. I, I, I. It really bothered me that he pulled Amaya. I thought that that was that was a real quick trigger on a play, and then once he did that, you ended up having all these lefties in a row, you know. And and I thought that that was a mistake. Is and so I. I, I would have kept Amaya in, but like I said, it was the Cubs have been doing great. It was a series that you should have swept. I was just so excited thinking to myself, well. You know, that would have been like three out of four series that you got sweeps on. It was it, it was just so everything was rocking. And then it's all of a sudden it was like someone turned on the lights in a party and you're like, oh, ouch, what the hell was that? Yeah, the woulda, shoulda,
1: coulda. But the good news is, I guess, at least they swept and game one was uh, in electrifying fashion. And go Cubs go was echoing out throughout the streets of and- London.
3: And let me just say one thing. How great are the Cub fans, the way that they traveled, the way that they were singing it's Go insane. Cubs Go, it's like absolutely, you said.
1: It's absolutely insane. It's insane the way they travel. And how about uh, the uh, former mayor? Uh, did you see the, the – what was it? Mayor Lightfoot. Um, who, Bill who, Murray. Who sitting, Bill Murray and who uh, – there was a third – person. Rick like, Sutcliffe. I, I mean, okay, <laughs> like, I, I mean, maybe Rick Sutcliffe and, and Bill Murray sit together, but, like, she just was the hottest – It was the oddest group of celebrities or (laughs) Chicago representatives that I've ever seen. It was just the funniest thing. Like, I mean, wouldn't Mayor Johnson have wanted to be there? And I thought Lori Lightfoot was a White Sox season ticket holder and fan. Not that I don't, I mean, listen, Lori Lightfoot came on the Mully and Haw show many times, you know, from a personal standpoint, seemed like a lovely person. I mean, she's a passionate Chicago sports fan. It just seemed like an odd pairing, you know, to end up showing on the, the national broadcast of, people representing the city it's just like you think they were like having beers like talking like you know i just you know was there any small talk or was this like the cubs gave away three seats you know that they had in their back pocket and then like here you go here you go here you go it just seemed like an odd an odd group sitting together that's all
3: it was but it was it was you know what hey man i like anytime bill murray and rick sutcliffe are together i get jealous and wish i was sitting next to him exactly right
0: ebay motors is here for the ride
2: Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro recharge kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro.
1: This is episode 47, season two. The Cubs error in England is quite costly. The Cubs should be back in Chicago as Crawley and I are taking care of this for you on a Monday morning. But let's get into some news, some roster moves, and let's preview the upcoming series
3: against the Phillies
1: over at Wrigley.
3: Well, we do have some exciting news, some good news, before we start getting into the bad news. The good news: Crane Kenny made an appearance on Inside the Clubhouse Saturday mornings with David Haw and Bruce Levine, and he made Cub fans very exciting out of nowhere. He, you ever talk talk about burying the lead? Like this was just kind of in the middle of like a thirty minute interview, and, and I'm listening like I always do on Saturdays. I said, "Wait, wait, what? What, what did Crane said?" So anybody that knows anything in the uh, as far as media consumption knows what the letters DTC means, and that is direct to consumers. And like I said, out of nowhere, this is the gem that is dropped on 670. You can also get this uh, on the Odyssey app. Um, and so I know, Dustin, you're always putting stuff up there and stuff like that. Give this a listen, Cub fans, because I know it's going to interest a lot of you. Brain.
1: Any on, probably, on I did not front, hear it. Uh, I was in the air on Southwest when that was happening. Um, any, so July later in July, right after the All Star game that they're talking.
3: I got a clip for you, so l- oh, listen to let, this. How about Here that? All right, ah. probably DTC services coming in July. Explain, explain what's going to go on, how that'll affect the Chicago Cubs.
2: Yeah, and this is something we talked about at the convention, and certainly it's it's been a pretty popular topic. But, you know, the, the, the landscape for media consumption. I would just put it in the terms of consumers. You know, people are are finding their their programming in all sorts of ways, not just cable and satellite subscriptions. And streaming services are seem to be popping up daily. We've seen a few teams, uh, the Red Sox and Yankees, uh, and then the, a few of the Valley's teams, uh, and most notably, uh, the, the the Padres just launched a streaming service after their. Their rights were, were returned to them in the bankruptcy. So the world is changing very, very quickly, even since the 2019 launch of Marquee, you know, which is primarily on cable and satellite. Uh, and to reach our fans that have cut the cord, um, we're, we're going to be introducing a, a streaming service this year. We're aiming for July sometime after the All-Star break uh, to bring a service you know for those who say, you know, I've cut the cord. Uh, I don't have Fubo, which we are available on, but I'd like to buy Marquee individually, not as part of a package, but just the channel to see Cubs games. Uh, we hope to make that available to them in July.
0: How much has gone into that in terms of research,
3: in terms of implementation, Crane? And how much of you- well, let's just stop it right there. I mean, that that you get the gist, but after the All Star break, so you know Dustin you and I are part of a of a growing older cub fan base right at this point you know most of the younger people that i know have don't have cable they've cut the cord okay and so this direct to consumer option is going to be huge right now you have a couple options especially thinking about cub fans That are not in the Illinois area, right? Like, because the Cub fans and WGN, there's Cub fans everywhere. And so, what'll end up happening here is that you have two options. Option number one is you, if you're out of state, is you can get the um, MLB package, but that's just the games. That's not the other marquee content. Or you could get marquee somehow, but you wouldn't be able to get the games. This standalone app, very similar to HBO or many others, would allow you to get everything on Marquee for a monthly fee. Dustin, All this right, is that's huge. That's the next
1: question, though. It's huge. I like it. It's huge. Here's the question: What's the fee? What do you think the fee is ah. going to be? What you know is it? Is this a is this a a nine ninety nine? Is it nine ninety five? Is this is this nineteen ninety nine? You know what? What do you think? What do you? I don't think it could be any higher than twenty dollars what do you think?
3: I I agree with you. I don't think it's higher than 20, but, uh, you know, I don't, you know, if you're a cub fan and you really love this team, you know, I always joke around. I could live on Netflix, HBO, and marquee. Those are the only three things I ever watch. So why do I need to pay? Why do I need to pay a couple hundred dollars? Uh, you know, for, you know, just to really see three channels, you know what I mean? Right, and so I can't tell you what it's going to be. I'm sure they're they're ch- they have all the data to say what they think Cup fans would pay, and they might have deals for the first time around. But that to well, you're me- the wrong you're the wrong guy to ask. But what do you
1: think? What what do you think is fair, Crowley? It, it nine ninety nine or nineteen ninety nine? Do you think it's actually going to be higher? What's your prediction? We we do predictions on who we think is going to win the series. Let's do a little predicting on what we think this uh, the standalone is going to be.
3: My, uh, so here's, here's the thing that worries me is that those guys, you know, sometimes people think of dollars and cents, right? Where you say to yourself, okay, let's see, what do you think we can get? We could probably get $20 out of a good amount of Cub fans. I think if the Cubs are smart, they go 999, which I think would be reasonable and again grow your fan base that's we talked about the cubs traveling to england why do you think the cubs are so popular why do you think every game that they play every road game there's a huge amount of cub fans in it's because of the superstation it's because of wgn it's because people watched all over the country so allow that to continue to grow i have my brother in colorado uh, who who doesn't get to watch the Cubs games. And, 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 you know, I got a nephew growing up. You want my nephew to be a Cub fan, another guy that's going to spend money on jerseys and hats and all that stuff and want to make trips to see the Cubs play Colorado, Th- then allow people to get these games in an affordable manner. That's what I'm hoping. I don't know if that's, what's going to happen. That's what I would do if Crawley's in charge.
1: Amen. I'm, I'm, I'm going to second you on all that. So we had a, uh... Crane Kenny making some news we also had some really interesting comments from Tom Ricketts we want to share
3: yeah it was great uh, they were the, the 670 the score in the morning show they had uh, they took over a pub in england on thursday and it was awesome absolutely filled to the brim with cub fans and tom was out there and they were start, they were uh, they were chanting resign strowman <laughs> so they they were letting them hear it and, 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 you know, Tom said, well, that's for Jed to decide, you know, being, you know, what he's supposed to say. But, you know, he was asked by uh, Megan Montemurro of the Tribune. They had like a little interview like in there and, and they're talking about the trade deadline. And well, Tom said, obviously, we're buyers now. And then, you know, things can come off the rails, but I don't think they will. I think what we have is a core that can compete for the division and compete for the playoffs. And now it's finding the missing parts to add to it. I think Jed had a really good offseason. We came into this year thinking we'd be contending for a division. All the credit to David Ross and the players for coming together. When you make a comment like that, people are going to remember that come trade deadline, so let's see what happens on that.
1: Yeah, let's hope the Cubs keep playing well enough, uh, get above five hundred, and that they are in a position to make uh, Tom Ricketts uh, keep his word on that. Now, um, we started the podcast, Crawley, and you talked about how you were a little – red assed because of what happened on Sunday morning here, but Sunday afternoon in London. And before that, I believe you threw out a couple of uh, tweets and I know you texted me about uh, something you've been dreading for a long time. And that is the uh, sleeve patch on the Cubs, beautiful Jersey.
3: Yeah. So my, my, again, let, let me preface this and I sometimes get ahead of myself here. This this was this was this was done 100 percent with and and they did this with the last London series with the Yankees and the uh, Red Sox is is they kind of they put uh, sponsorship sleeves on. okay so this was going this was going to be done and has no relation to when they come back. okay they also had um, the Cubs had a sponsorship on their helmet and the and the Cardinals as well. So they're trying to make as much money off of this and whatever. But the Cubs found a partner to, to um, for their jersey patch in England, and it was Advocate Healthcare Center. So you know that there is sponsorship of the Cubs uh, here. You hear it on, on the Pat and Ron call, and, and you see it at Wrigley and all this stuff. But a lot of teams, the Cubs are one of the few that do not have a sleeve patch. And my guess is, is that, yes, I know it was just for the, Dustin, I think I'm hanging out with you too much. I think I'm getting conspiratorial here all of a sudden. <laughs> I just, I, I th- thought to myself, this is a, this is a perfect test balloon to because I, I, I think it was a, a, a legacy partnership that they have with advocate. It, it matches the color. It was a blue patch but I was just kind of, eh, so I don't know. I, I don't know where your thoughts were on that, but I just know well, it's coming. I, I didn't catch it. I caught it
1: from you. You were the one You were the one who pointed it out to me and, and many other Cub fans that it was even going on, but I know that I've shared with you and I've shared on this podcast. I've shared it on the air at 670. I mean, I, I had a, a fit when I saw, I believe the first thing I remember, you can correct me if I'm wrong, Crowley. Um, the first thing I remember, and I love Weber. I have, many Weber grills I remember the Weber grill logo on the outfield door going into the batting cage area right and Mm -hmm. I thought that was like this week's sign that the apocalypse is upon us that bothered me then when that Toyota sign went up in left field I thought oh my gosh what are they doing to my beautiful Wrigley field but this is all part of it I mean this is keeping up with the
3: times right I guess I um I guess the the very first ones ever on the doors that you're talking about it became Weber a little bit where was the Under Armour was the very first it was thing Under Armour before Weber yes really? Under okay. Armour was the very first okay. thing I I remember having a fit about it I remember it very clearly the Toyota sign didn't bother me as much but then all of a sudden you just start popping up everywhere and now it's even on the field it's spray painted along the line Gallagher Insurance. And so, I mean, obviously, but it doesn't mean I'm going to have to like it, right? I love the clean look of the jersey. I love the clean look of the jersey. We're in the opinions business probably (laughs) here. I I like the clean look of the jersey. I didn't even like the Nike Swish, which bothered me. So, of course, I'm not going to like this, but uh, we'll see what happens. But one other minor uh, bit of news, the Cubs won their ADA lawsuit. That's been going on since the 1016 project, the renovation questions about handicap seating, the amount and the location of the seats and so the Cubs just won a big court case. It doesn't mean that it's done of course you know that um, you can always uh, you know take it to the next level. Uh, you go to the appeals court and appeal it. I don't know what their plan is, but they, they did do that. And, and Cubs spokesman Julian Green said in a statement, team was grateful for today's decision and its validation of our belief that we followed accessibility guidelines through the 1060 project. All
1: right, Crowley, let's move into some roster moves. Nothing huge there to talk about, but uh, some really uh, you know, unfortunate but uh, expected maybe, I
3: guess, news on the injury report. Oh, well, just so people know, Edwin Rios was, at, in case you were watching the game and you're like, what what, what, is, what are these guys doing here? Edwin Rios was the 27th man for the London series, as par for the course of Edwin Rios' Cubs career. He never saw the field. Um, Manny Rodriguez and Nelson Velasquez were part of the taxi squad to London. So if, God forbid, somebody got sick or something happened, you had another pitcher and you had another um, position player. So you had that there. So that was the roster moves, but the injury news was just devastating. You know, Dustin, sometimes during the all-star break or whatever, you have guys come back from injuries and it's almost like making a big move at trade deadline, right? So when you think about it, okay, you didn't have Kyle Hendricks for most of the season. You get him back, that's like signing a, a free agent or trading for somebody or someone, you know what I mean? Oh, and so,
1: absolutely, and we've been and we've been begging to find out what the timeline was on Cody Hoyer.
3: Yeah, and so the two guys here that are out for the season—that to me, I said to myself, the Cubs don't need to really make any moves. They have it internally as long as these two guys can get it together. One of them was Cody Hewer, who is coming back from injury, and we talked about just the. It was a video, it was horrible. You knew right away, but it was an elbow fracture. So, I mean, that, my stomach just turned when I saw the video. I knew it was bad, and, and that's it. He is done. But this was a guy that was throwing 100 miles per hour, Dustin. So, you combine that with Julian Merriweather. Now you got some smoke. You're, you're missing bats coming out of the bullpen. That would have been huge. The other thing we talked about from the beginning of the season they were they you know they were counting on Brandon Hughes to be the lefty out of the bullpen and his knee kept bothering him they put a brace on it it just but he never was the same he's having season ending knee alignment surgery so you just lost two key pieces uh to the bullpen that if somebody asks me what the cubs need to trade for uh, that those two things a guy that throws heat and a lefty are the two things i think you need
1: absolutely very very unfortunate news also some news on Brennan Davis
3: yeah, he underwent core muscle surgery, will be out six weeks. It's just Is that the second ha- time that there's been a core muscle surgery for him? I don't no, I don't believe I so. I feel he like the, that was what I feel
1: like that was what was bothering him before.
3: I know he had the back issue with the nerves, um, and then a core the core muscle injury. But here's the thing you know, baseball's a game that's really strange. You know, when one, one day you're the top prospect and all of a sudden you start falling down the list. That's what happened to Miguel Amaya. Maya. And with Brennan Davis, he was the number one prospect. He was the MVP of the Futures Game, and unfortunately, just injuries keep setting him back. And and I, you know, I just I feel awful because I know Brennan. He's a great kid. He's a competitor, and he's still young. He's going to fight back from this, but it just it makes it harder and harder to to break through. So we'll see what happens.
1: We will see what happens indeed.
0: Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. right,
1: Crowley. It is buckle up time because the Cubs are going to get into a stretch here with a lot of tough games, at least on paper. It starts on Tuesday. Uh, Three night games, if I'm right, Crowley. Three night games against the Phillies starting on
3: Tuesday. I will be there tomorrow night. If you remember last time the Cubs took on the Phillies in Philadelphia, was May 19th to May 21st. The Cubs were in the middle of a miserable stretch. They lost the series two games to one. The interesting thing is the Cubs saw are going to see the same pitchers they saw last time around. So in game one, Stroman was dominant, and the offense crushed Rangers Suarez. The Cubs won that one 10-1. Nico Horner drove in four runs. Morel drove in three, and Magical drove in two. Yeah, it was a different story in Game 2. On the flip side, Jameson Tyone gave up six runs in the first inning. Kyle Schwarber with a grand slam. Phillies went on to win 12-3. Aaron Nola shut down the Cubs' offense. And so after each team had a blowout win in Game 3, it was a nail-biter. Justin Steele pitched six shutout innings. Taiwan Walker went 5.1 and gave up no runs. But Adbert Alzali, in one of the rare games, he wasn't very strong. He gave up two in the seventh. Christopher Morel hit a homer off Craig Kimbrell in the ninth, but the Cubs lost that one two to one. So, you know, when we look at the standings right now, and, and here, here I'm going to get irritated all over again because <laughs> – you remember, Dustin, the Cubs were 10 games back. And I said, Look, right now, just focus on getting to five games back, right? You can't make up 10 games like that. Just have small goals. Get to five games under 500. And then when you're at five games under 500, get to 500 and then start working your way up. The Cubs had a chance to come back home from London at 500, from 10 games under back to 500, which is not an easy task. But, you know, that lost. Hurt them, but they're still very much in this Cincinnati. Wow, they could lose. I didn't know that was allowed in this league. Uh, they're still in, two in first two in a row. <laughs> they're still that was one hell of a series against the Braves. If you loved baseball, that was a series, let me tell you. Cincinnati in first place, 41-37. They lost two one-run games to the uh very good at first place Atlanta Braves. Milwaukee, uh, they're they're doing okay. They're the treading water. They're forty and thirty-seven. They're six and four in their last ten. And then the Cubs at thirty-seven and thirty-nine. They're three games back, but eight and two in their last ten. Pittsburgh continues their free fall. Two losses in a row. They're now thirty-five and forty-two. They are just sinking. And then the Cardinals at thirty-two and forty-five. Eight and a half games back in last place in the division. So we'll see what happens. Now we hey, get to the, the p-
1: Cubs have, the Cubs have been on a roll. So let's a uh, hey, third place isn't shabby compared considering where they were at, but it'd be a whole different tone this morning had the Cubs taking care of both games. And they were back at 500 very different. You're
3: back at back at 500. Now you're two and a half games back. It just gets really, you start getting super excited and then the momentum is rolling, but you know what we we got to sit there and focus on the Phillies. Like you said, not going to be an easy series.
1: Um, all right, Game One, we've got uh, Tyone versus Suarez.
3: Yep, Jamison Tyone, who's who's been decent. You know, he's he's he's, uh, you know, it was really really bad to start, and now he's he's serviceable. I mean, I think that would would you say that's probably the best way to describe him, serviceable, serviceable,
1: right? For for seventy six million dollars or whatever,
3: yeah, serviceable. Two, two and five with a six seventy one ERA against Baltimore. He took the loss, five point one innings, gave up uh, four eight hits on four runs. Uh, against Pittsburgh he got the win six innings six hits three earned runs and against the Angels he got the loss 5.1 innings five hits four earned runs so I mean that's almost like you 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 kind of see what's going on there is that with him he he he's given up he's going about five maybe six innings and he's given up three maybe four runs so you know offensively you're going to have to do something here. You can you, you can't have one of those offensive games with the runners in scoring position and not you, you're it's you're not going to win a one-nothing a 2-1 game with Tyone on the mound. That's not going to happen. Not going to happen. And uh, so on the other end we got Ranger Suarez. He's one and two with a 3.50 ERA. This is the guy that the Cubs pounded the first time that they played uh, against the Phillies. He, he, he's a starter. He keeps starting for him, but you know, he he's not a guy that's doing a lot. Last time he got a win was on June 4th. And so not a guy that's had a lot of luck here. He doesn't go a lot of innings, um, you know, but lately he's been doing better, but, Will you know he's he's been on a roll his last few games against Atlanta he didn't get uh, a decision but he went six innings pitch and he only gave up one earned run against a very good Arizona team he went seven innings gave up no runs and against the Dodgers he went six innings pitch and he gave up one run so this is not the same guys that the Cubs faced in May this is a guy that's on a roll right now Dustin uh, let's uh, let's hold our you
1: know let's let's. Let's believe Crowley. I want to believe, you know, it's going to be really interesting to see how the Cubs operate after that, that trip to London. That's going to be something that everybody's going to keep their eye
3: on. Right. Uh, Yeah. That first game back. Yeah. The the time zone, all that stuff. Like you said, they're back today. It's not, you got night game. So hopefully they're young men. Uh, Hopefully the jet lag doesn't get them too bad, but that takes us to game two. Drew Smiley, seven and four with the three thirty eight ERA. Uh, Last couple games Pittsburgh really good five innings three hits zero runs, but he wasn't really efficient Remember, there's a lot of traffic on there and that was the game. He had five walks Uh, But he did get the win on that against Pittsburgh. He got the win six innings gave up nine hits five runs But the offense was just phenomenal in that series against Pittsburgh and then against the Angels That was a pretty good game. He got the loss, but he went six innings pitch gave up six hits and two earned runs so, uh, hoping that, Drew, you know, Drew Smiley, I just, I feel like there's more in the tank. I'm just kind of waiting for that to kind of come out. As far as the Phillies are concerned, we have Aaron Nola on the mound. And remember Aaron Nola dominated the Cubs in that start in May. The last game against Atlanta, six innings pitch, two hits, zero runs. Arizona was his start before that. He went 6.2. He gave up four runs, and then he had a bad start against the Dodgers. 6.1 innings pitched, seven hits, six runs. But, but again, Aaron Nola is, is just one of those, you know, guys that is just a crafty veteran who knows how to pitch, and he, any game he can go out there and, and dominate.
1: Yeah, absolutely. These are two workhorses that you're seeing in this game, and Aaron Nola can be awfully good at times. So that, that this is a game that uh, – you know, the Cubs are not going to be able to be able to play like they played on Sunday and get a win against uh, Aaron Ola and the Phillies, that's for sure.
3: No way. And, and the final game, game three, you got uh, Kyle Hendricks on the mound for the Cubs and uh, against Taiwan Walker. And, again, the Phillies haven't seen Hendricks this year. Remember, Hendricks is kind of calling his own games right now. Uh, he has won his last three starts and the numbers look good against Pittsburgh 6.1. He gave up only one run against Baltimore 5.0 kind of struggled on that one a little bit. That was after that phenomenal game against San Fran, but he only gave up two runs, but you know, he, it, he wasn't very, he wasn't his usual self with his efficiency um, on the pitch count. And then against San Francisco, that was the game where you thought that he was going to maybe get a no hitter. He gave up one hit, and no runs going eight innings. So uh, Taiwan Walker, we know that, you know, against, uh, the Mets, six innings, gave up one run against Oakland. He went eight innings. He gave up one earned run And against the Dodgers. He went five innings and gave up no runs. This is like the, uh, the series has got me nervous, Dustin. I'm just, I'm going to be honest.
1: Yep. It's a, it's a, it's a tough one. There, there's no, there's no doubt about that. This is a tough series and, and it's, it's a, it's not exactly what you wanted after that trip. So, um, Let's talk about the hot and the not, shall we?
3: Yep. On the hot for the Cubs, let us talk about Nick Magical. Nick Magical. Yep. (laughs) Six for his last 16, three RBIs. He's slashing 375, 444, 563. Also hot, Dansby Swanson, five for 15 with a homer and four RBIs. Slashing 333, 444, and 523. So he is looking pretty good for the Cubs not, oh boy, do you think Seiya Suzuki wanted to get on that plane any quicker? He had a miserable London series, and lately he's been struggling in his last 70s, four first, tw- last 21, He does have four RBIs, but he's slashing 190, 208, 238. Again, this guy, it's just hot or cold, hot or cold, there's no in-between.
1: No in-between with him at all. It's either all or absolutely
3: nothing. And then Christopher Morel has slowed down, like I said. He's four hits for his last 20. Uh, he does have an RBI, but he's slashing 200, 273, 200. So hoping that he can get back on track.
1: Absolutely. How about for the uh, incoming Philadelphia Phillies? Who's
3: hot, who's not? Brandon Marsh, center fielder, 10 for his last 17 with two RBIs. He's average in his last seven games is 588. Uh, 6'11", 7'65". You cannot get much hotter than that. And then this one will always irritate me. I think he should have stayed a Cub. Nick Castellanos, um, he's five for his last 18 with a home run and two RBIs. He's slashing 278, 381, 444. And Nick Castellanos, we all know, loves hitting at Wrigley Field.
1: Loves hitting at Wrigley. And can Brandon Marsh get a haircut while he's here? Maybe a shave? (laughs) Boy. I, I mean, I'm not like I'm not like the Yankees, where I think you have to be that clean cut to be on my ball club. But boy, Brandon Marsh just looks like a mess.
3: <laughs> Maybe we get him a shampoo, just the whole works. Well, Maybe whole we works. get a we can get a sponsorship through that, some sort of haircut place. Yeah. Um, but you know, on the not, you know, Kyle Schwarber's had a tough, rough season. He's two for his last twenty. He has an RBI, but he has ten strikeouts to two walks. He's slashing 100, 217, 100. But again, like like I said about Castellanos liking to hit at Wrigley, you know Schwarber's going to give whatever little extra he may have in the tank he's going to want to put on a show at Wrigley, you know?
1: Absolutely. Nobody's a bigger fan of Kyle Schwarber than me. I just hope that uh, he's limited to maybe one
3: home run in the three games. The other guy that's surprisingly on the cold list for them is JT Real Muto, their catcher. He's three for his last 17. No home runs, no RBIs. He's slashing 176, 300, and 176. Here is the thing about the Phillies, Dustin, is that they, they they don't seem to wake up until June for some reason, and that's exactly what they're doing now. They've gotten really uh, – they're starting to climb back in this one, and they're playing some of their best baseball. They've won seven out of their last ten, and they're slowly coming up. They're now in third place. They're chasing Miami. They're, they're a long way back from the division they're not going to catch atlanta but they're only three games out of the wild card so they they know from last season and the world series run remember they were they were garbage philadelphia for most of the season they got hot at the right time and they carry that all the way to the world series they have that confidence they can do it again
1: yep they've got a lot to play for hopefully they don't play too hard here at wrigley but uh, let's uh, get into some prediction time crawley
3: yeah. Yep. 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 I'm going to go with the Cubs taking one of three. Yep.
1: Yeah, me too. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm sounding like last, uh, season. This is a, uh, just don't get swept. Just don't be too uncaffeinated, too, too tired. Um, you should be motivated, but just, just do not get swept. Um, I think they'll get one for sure. And let's hope that, uh, we get into the, the third game of the series and, uh, you got a chance with, uh, Kyle Hendricks on the mound to uh, to wrap that thing up. That's going to be on Thursday night. All right, that's a wrap. Don't forget to listen, download, review, and subscribe to the Fly the W podcast. Follow on all the socials, Facebook, Instagram. Also, you can email us, flythew670 at gmail.com. And now, of course, Crawley, you can watch us on YouTube by subscribing to the 670thescore.com YouTube channel.
3: The Cubs are coming home. I hope to see everyone out at Wrigley. I'll be there. Follow me on my, on the socials and hopefully I bump into your Wrigley and we can toast flying the W after it's all over. Go Cubs! It's all over.